0: Welcome to episode three of One Game at a Time. I'm Seb O'Neill, one of your hosts, joined by three of our very special co-hosts, starting with Mark Talbot. Mark, how are you doing today?
1: I'm very well, and just quickly, happy birthday. Happy 18th birthday, mate. Welcome
2: to adulthood.
0: Yep, great. On to Alessio Karachi. How's your week been?
2: Yeah, it's not bad. Getting pretty hot at work this week, but hopefully it cools down for the
0: weekend most definitely and also joined by first time on this podcast Antonis Hogonis. Antonis how are you doing
3: yeah good thanks for having me on to celebrate your 18th birthday podcast (laughs) hey
0: in no way is that the purpose of this but we'll 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 continue (laughs) um as always we'll start with our picks of the week um I'll Go first. We'll talk about the Australia Cup. We had the results come in from over the weekend and had the cup draw on Wednesday. We'll just go through all the results and then we'll go through the fixtures. But just the results from last week, starting on the Friday night, Elizabeth down six, Port Adelaide three, Bossa nil, Tea Tree Gully three, Adelaide Blue Eagles one, Playford nil, Gawler Eagles three, no longer United nil, uh, Salisbury United seven, Ross Trevor All Collegians nil. Western Strikers, six. Pembroke Old Scholars, nil. Then on the Saturday, we had Mount Barker. Oh, Mount Barker versus Cove, three nil. Oh, okay. Uh, Fulham, 15. Uh, International from the Limestone Coast, nil. Uh, Adelaide Hills, nil. Uh, Adelaide Ammonia Cobras, four. Uh, Adelaide Pumas, nil. Uh, Seaford Rangers, two. Uh, Cumberland United, 14. Building beating amateur side, Ingle Farm, nil. Uh, Modbury 12, Narrow Court nil, Sacred Heart Old Collegians 2, Elizabeth Grove 3, Vipers 1, Sturt 2. Then on the Saturday, Adelaide Titans nil, Northern Demons 3, Garn United 1, Adelaide Victory 4. uh Ponce and Eagles 2, Uni 1, West Adelaide 3, Eastern 1, Unley 1 and M.A. Hawks 2. And then uh, another cup set, Power Hills East 3, West Torrens, Berkala 2. Now we'll just... Before we go through the results of the cup draw, any of those results that have caught any of our eyes, I went to go watch uh, Downs versus Port with with David, actually, and that was a, a pretty good game. I think Downs were just, probably showed a lot more quality and just being better than than Port, I think, at least that round. I found that they've only been um, Elizabeth Downs training for two weeks themselves. So yeah, that's one game that really caught my eye. I don't know who wants to go on this one, but. Any other results that caught anyone?
1: Yeah, look, I think there was a couple that uh, really sort of, apart from that one that caught my eye, I think uh, the Cove convincingly beating Barker was probably one. So let's see, I'm only kidding. Um, no, one game that did catch my eye, actually, I saw some highlights from it was the Grove game. Uh, they won 3 2, and I saw the highlights, and I still do not know how they won. They unbelievably, that the other team, that they rode their luck big time. Uh, on some of the on some of the shots, the keeper made some great saves, uh, and then they managed to to win it in extra time. So, I think that sort of caught my eye a little bit, um, just because I actually got to see the highlights of that. But um, we we think I think we all sort of picked the downs. Well, I didn't pick downs to win. I I went with my heart with Port, uh, but I did have a, a sneaking suspicion that would, Downs would would take the win. So, um, there were some I think not so much interesting, but well, there were a couple, but I think the ones that were the big wins. You're looking at 14 0 and 12 nil. Probably the worrying thing, worrying factor, I think, because we don't want to see those kinds of results. Yes, it looks great for the team that wins, but does that then put off some of the teams that aren't as good for the future, like the international now want to come back down to Adelaide to play again next year? You know, does that put a a, a down, downward sort of spin on on those teams now? Tr- dropping themselves into the cup
3: yeah look um for me i didn't watch any of the highlights like mark has but the one that did catch my eye was parry Hills east knocking off west orange vercal who is a side who a couple of years ago were in the npl so that's definitely one that catches our eyes and yeah i'm sure we'll talk about the draw soon but especially who they drew really catches my eye as well so it's a side that I will be keeping my eye on because, yeah, definitely a very interesting
0: result. Alessio, I think we talk about the elephant in the room. Um, you you <laughs> lost. I think it's better to face the fact than um than than go around it.
2: Yeah, well, we ha- we did have David Grant come out, and it looks like he hasn't showed his face since that weekend. So maybe he's the bad guy. But um, yeah, it was it's a tough game. I mean, had our chances in the the cup oh, set, if you would say it was on there for a bit. We got a penalty in the first half while it was nil-nil and ended that half and nil-nil, but missed that penalty and then had some chances to uh, ruin the second half. But otherwise, I like, I watched some of the highlights, or the goal at least, from the Blue Eagles-Playford uh, game, and I'd like to see the link up between Ricardo Da Silva and uh, Dante Cacciapolani as well. So I think that's going to be an interesting one, especially to see who they drew again, another top team. Um, away this time in the in the cup in the next round so it'll be interesting to see what they do but otherwise i think looking at the team parry hills east you could see the the talent they had and i think a lot of the Bacala team look like they were quite new to be playing together quite a lot of new signings they've been betting in the last few weeks so i think that parry hills east especially who they got in the next round as well an npl side so i'm looking forward to see if they can get a cup set if they play at home as well that could be a a real big game-changer.
0: Yeah, well, we were talking about last week how Parahills East weren't playing at home, but then we had quite a few venue changes from memory. Again, Parahills East ended up playing at Ladywood Reserve, which is the home of the Mobrey Jets amateur side. So they had two venue changes. I think there are a few more. So, yeah, very interesting in the cup. We can't wait for the next round. And then on Wednesday, we had... The, the draws for the WMPL and WSL Cup and the next round of the Australia Cup for the WMPL WSL Cup, it's South Adelaide versus Adelaide Jaguars, Fulham United versus Western Strikers, their first year in the WSL, uh, Coe versus Marbury Jets, Marbury Vista and Campbelltown City and Elizabeth Grove versus Croydon, of course, all WMPL WN, teams uh, have that bye through the first round. Um, and there's no longer the reserves teams involved in the cup, which I think is probably a good thing that they now have their own competition because I think we had a situation last year where West Adelaide women's had their own reserves team in, in the first round. So the reserves team just ended up forfeiting anyway, and I don't think that's a, an ideal situation to have. Um, and then shortly after that, we then had the Australia Cup preliminary round draws Uh, We'll go through them now. Tea Tree Gully versus Adelaide Comets. Adelaide Croatia Raiders versus Adelaide Blue Eagles. Adelaide City versus South Adelaide, a a repeat of what will be round one. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, Seaford Rangers versus Mobbry Jets. Uh, Cove versus Pontian Eagles. Uh, MA Hawks versus Adelaide Olympic. Pitbulls versus West Adelaide. Elizabeth Grove versus Croydon. Uh, Elizabeth Downs versus Gawler Eagles, Uh, a Northern Derby as such. Uh, Salisbury United versus Metro Stars. Uh, Sturt Lions versus Fulham United. Northern Demons versus Hills Knights. Western Strikers versus Campbelltown City. Uh, Adelaide Cobras versus Adelaide Victory. Uh, as you said, Parahills East at home to FK Beograd. A huge one there. And Cumberland versus Modbury Vista. I think, as we said, probably the big ones to look out for are Parahills East versus FK Beograd. Salisbury United against Metro even. Uh, TeeTree Gully, another amateur side at home to Adelaide Com- So Those are probably... My standouts for me, any views?
3: Um, another one, all these obviously stand out. Another one that stands out for me was um, MA Hawks against Olympic as well. That little bit of a Greek rivalry going on there. I'm sure it's going to be a nice atmosphere, good food, very loud. So it's all it's what the cup's about, isn't
2: it? For me, I had a few of the similar ones that you were mentioning there Parahills East versus Beergrad, Cobras versus Victory. I've heard a few people talking about that, on especially on the live stream as well. Evan Kunovelis, I'm sure he was uh, getting a bit antsy about that one. Um, Sturt versus Fulham as well. We've been ranting and raving about Fulham in the previous podcast, and it's going to be playing away against Sturt, who had a win in the Cup as well. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I remember a couple of years ago, they played um, the year that Sturt went up into the NPL. They actually lost to Fulham on the last day of the season. So I think they've got a yeah, interesting couple of players there that might make it difficult. Salisbury versus Metro, and then the other one, Raiders versus Blue Eagles at Raiders. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one, seeing those two last year as well. Have a, quite a lot of good tussles in their fixtures. So, yeah, the five that I was looking at.
1: The Cup round, it, it's thrown up some really interesting ties, because we've got, obviously, some MPL sides against each other. But for me, it was the fact that all the amateur sides managed to get home games. I think that really plays into their hands uh, in the fact that you've got to send a Metro or whoever, not Metro in this case, but you've got to send those... those mpl sides who are used to having nice big change rooms fenced off grounds uh, some of them obviously on astro or artificial now they're going to places like the downs or ladywood drive where they've got no fencing the change rooms are the size of a toilet and it, the pitch you don't know what's going to be there on the pitch to be honest it could be grass that's five but like, really short it could be really long You just never know with that now so i think that's a bit of a a level a bit of a leveler for those teams so i think it's great that all all amateur sides are actually at
0: home very much looking forward to the next round of the australia cup here in south australia uh mark we'll talk about your pick of the week your pick is about western united and there's a clip in particular which you want to talk about we'll play the audio from it here um but yeah we'll just have a look at it quickly Campbell
3: Town. Win the MPO. Who's gonna win the NPO? Yeah. Um Y City. Who's gonna win the NPO NPL. Yeah. Gonna win the MPO. LA City. Freaking Raiders of the Croatia.
0: Let's go Croatia!
1: He's
3: gonna win the MPO. Metro. The MPO.
1: Eastern United. The MPO. Uh the Asian
3: United. What?
2: Metro. When the MPL. He's gonna win the MPL. He's in it again.
0: <laughs> I'm
3: not gonna be here. Yo. 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 Alice. When the MPL. Albrecht. Yo. Raiders. <laughs> when the MPL. Camden. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win MPL? Uh. Metro. Who's gonna win MPL. South <laughs> Who's gonna win the MPL?
1: Okay, Moberly Jets, Francesco Schmizzi, top goals
3: for. Go in the MPL. Uh,
1: LA City. uh Nick Booker, top goals for LA. In the MPL. Seatown. Uh, Town. There's a few things I love about this. One is that you've got the SL2 side comment. Uh, they're, they're throwing themselves out there with the MPL stuff. I love that. I love that the, that the teams are willing to talk about the other teams like that. I think it's great. And we all know Easton really push the socials. They really. Um, try and take it to the next level with their production, with their that game days. I mean, obviously we saw the highlights from their game day from the other day with bubble machines, smoke machines, and things like that for walkouts. So they're really trying to raise the bar, which I love it. I love the fact that they're going, they're taking things up and and really trying to push, even though they're, yes, the SL2, but they're still trying to push. They're still trying to create that atmosphere. I think it's great, but it also shows you what players are thinking as well. Uh, we, we had, I think almost every team suggested are going to win the league from Raiders to White City, Campbelltown, Adelaide City, South Adelaide. So it's just great seeing those op- the guys just putting themselves out there. Yes, it might be a bit of a laugh, but it's great to see that uh, a club in the SL2 is willing to jump on board, have a look, have their, their bit of say, and, and really sort of try and engage in social media. I think a lot of clubs could take some notes from, from Eastern in that regard. Hey, LSTO. <laughs>
2: Oh, so, <laughs> just wait our social media is on the up, mate it's getting it's getting better uh, the- I, know, I know mate i, know. I just have yeah. to throw it out there mate just have to throw it out there <laughs> our tiktok's gone wild as well from the photo shoot
1: like, and
3: it's all going up? on
1: it's good
3: shout Fantastic. out to the couple of eastern united boys i reckon they'll win the npl this year it's <laughs> it's a big call but i'm backing them <laughs> <laughs>
1: I <laughs> think the good thing is they're also not, uh, they're, they're willing to make fun of themselves, obviously, with those little snippets about like magic Johnson going, you know, yeah, we're not going to be there. And, and things like I think that's brilliant. I, I think just, oh, yeah, just, just for, raising that social profile. I think it's excellent. Yeah,
0: that's it. Good from all clubs to see that sort of thing. Uh, Alessio talking about the big yeah. game at Highmarsh, almost MPL versus A League. Who's going to be playing for United in the MPL game versus the A League game?
2: Yeah, so. Obviously, well, we all know it's going to be the curtain raise. It's going to be the big event. They're going to, in my opinion, I reckon they're just going to see how it performs well to see if they can actually have it as home ground for all the MPL games for Adelaide United, if it lines up with the A-League as well. Um, but yeah, I was just interested to see what type of uh, players are going to have play in both of these games. Um, if you're allowed to have players play in the, in the NPL game that are going to be on the bench after, or if you can have them in the squad, etc. Obviously, they've moved back their reserve game for, to 11 o'clock, so they can have Players from that game appear on the first team bench or uh, later in the game, in that game as well. Um, so they got enough time to use those type of players. But I just wanted to see what they're going to do with some of these new players. Like, is Stam going to be straight in or is it, do they have the uh, A League drop downs have first preference, which has been happening in a couple of the recent games, where a few of the people like Panache Madonna, Ethan Aligic, Harry Vandersag, Couple of them are getting straight into the lineup compared to some of these like young players. Like, I know Antonis has been in a couple of the games, like Anlani tattoo who has done excellently in pre season. I think he's almost scored in every game they've played. Um, but if he gets knocked out of the starting lineup because a couple of the A League players are going to drop down, what does that mean? Um, but I think yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Kyle does as well because maybe those players will just sit on the bench room in the A League and he will have a look at the MPL players instead. Um, but yeah, it'd be an interesting spectacle. Uh, I'm gonna try and catch a bit of it maybe the first half in the change of my game. Um if my cousin's somewhere on the team sheet at least. But uh yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I would like to see as well what the the uh streaming is gonna be like. It's gonna be like similar angles to the A League where they have a few of those cameras on that um upper deck or stuff like that. I'd like to see what it's gonna be. Yeah, very interesting
3: how that's gonna play out. And I guess at the end of the day that team is there to support the a-league team so the a-league team for better or for worse and sometimes it really is for the worse does take precedence with who does play but yeah it's just something to remember as well now with the season starting at the same time as the a-league you're going to have a lot of this crossover and a lot of red tape with who's available and who not available so it's really going to show us a bit with who carl i guess sees as part of his plans right now and who needs a bit of a spell to get some fitness in fine form that's number one and number two all the a-league listed players have to have a month off in june so in that month especially we are going to see a very very young adelaide united side and again that's going to be an interesting month and then after that who do you bring back in the npl after that's the other question because i can argue that someone like johnny yell has surpassed the need to play in the npl but Again, it's the decisions ours to make, obviously. So it's going to be very telling to see how United manages that. So it's that's definitely something I'm looking forward to.
1: You've also got to take into consideration that the MPL, they have to nominate their squad of twenty to twenty five players, I think it is as well. So that it's it's not only that, that they, they might look at players now and go, oh, actually, well, they're not worth putting dropping back into the MPL. The likes of, as you said, Johnny Yule Somehow they're not going to put him into the MPL squad, so they've got to outline that NPL squad now before the season starts. So if they're on the the border, some of those players are on that border, almost there, not quite there. They'll get the MPL spot. So you've also have to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't, but they do. Yeah,
0: and of course, Mark, you'll be on that game with Johnny at High Marsh before we talk about the four game. How excited for you to to be at High Marsh and do a regular season game before the A League match?
1: Oh, uh, mate, I tell you what, that's For me, I actually got, I'll tell you a funny story, lads. Um, I had a club reach out to me because they needed a goalkeeper just for one week for this week, right? Long story short, their goalkeeper's not unavailable. They've got permission to use someone that's not affiliated to another club. Uh, I won't give away any of the clubs or anything, but they, so they were able to use it. So they they came to me um, and I was tempted to go, oh, look, I can do it. And then I was like, hang on a second. Nah, nah, nah. I've got this game. I'd be rather cool. I'm at the stage now. Where I'm actually wanting to call a game instead of playing a league game. And so I'm like, nah, let's let's call this league game and uh, and have more fun with that to be honest. So that shows you shows you where I'm at now. It's like uh, I'd I'd be rather cool on the game, especially at high rush. And like I've I've said this from day one, as soon as I heard that that said you weren't available and Alessio's playing, I was like, sweet, I might get this game. I was like, cool, as long as Simon Hill can get that, he's he's on match the round that week, he's in Adelaide. Give me a chance to meet him,
0: I'll be set. Absolutely. And, of course, yeah, it will be a great game to to watch from wherever, whether you're at the stadium or, or watching online. Uh, Antonis, your pick of the week, you want to talk about players from the game uh, between Comets and Olympic.
3: Yes. Um, one from each team that I'm looking forward to for different reasons. Number one, I'm going to take a throwback back to... My child, but I don't even know how old you were then, sim <laughs> But um <laughs> in 2011 T-boy Kamara debuted for Adelaide United as a 15-year-old. And yes, um, on Saturday he officially returned to South Australia as a 27-year-old for the Olympics. So yeah, it's it's definitely a throwback. And I remember back in those days as we're thinking like, you know what, like in over a decade, he's still gonna be in his prime. And look at him, he's still literally in his prime years and it's going to be very exciting to have him back and to see what he can offer a team like Olympic who needs a bit of a push to get back to the final series, which they haven't been at since 2019. So really looking forward to see what he can do. He's looked all right in preseason, so one to look out for. And the other one that I'm really personally excited for from Comets, um Roberta Fernandez Garrido from um come over from Devonport in Tasmania. 55 goals in two seasons. Like that's that can't be ignored. That's that's a lethal strike. And I don't know if you guys have seen it. The penenka penalty he took in the grand final, like not anyone does that. So comments have looked have been looking for a striker that's fit, available every week, and that can just score consistently for years i um, really looking forward to seeing if he can be this guy, because, you know, we see Metro Stars last year, how much a clinical striker can give you, and I'm wondering, can he be that for the comments? So, really looking forward to seeing him
1: play in South Australia this season. Something you're right there with with that striker, So Can you tell me who their, their last striker that was a goal scorer that just did it week in, week out? Tough. you have to go... You're going back. Going back. Going back a few ben years. A few years. He's actually he actually came out of retirement. Um, I think it was last year. I can see his face. Can't think of his name. unless You might know. What was the? No, so
2: Well Welsh scored quite a few, but the other one is
1: uh, no. um... played Western strikers last year. Came out of retirement. Played Western strikers last year. Wow, wines. Yep.
2: Yeah, Andreas. Yeah.
1: Yep. So he he would have been there, Comet's last real out-and-out striker that banged yep, goals in, you're right. and, and he's been out. And you got to remember, so he. He was out of the game for probably I reckon two or three years. So, but he was, in like, his prime and, and really just banging goals in. So, Comets have been looking for quite a while. So, this I'm looking forward. I I hadn't seen anything on this Carrillo guy. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he we what he has to offer. Definitely.
2: I watched a couple of his pre-season games against Western Strikers and Blue Eagles, yeah. and he's he's a smaller figure, but he's definitely quick. Uh, gets a lot of chances in games as well. Um, and he's not too bad with his head as well. I think he's got a header against the strikers
0: when I watched. But yeah, we'll definitely have to get on working our our Spanish phrases and Spanish puns in a, in our commentary. I think this season. So yeah, again, that's our, our picks of the week. Um, and we'll go on to finally for the first time our regular season games, and we'll go through them. Uh, starting with State League Two, we'll just give you the fixtures, and we'll, we'll we'll pick out some. We'll mainly go through MPL, but we'll pick out some from State League so on the Saturday uh, 3 p.m., Pontian play Eastern, Cove play Norlunga, Adelaide Uni play Seaford, and Port Adelaide at home, Tombury Vista. Then at 3.30, Northern Demons play against Gawler, And then 4.30, it's a Hills Derby between Hills Hawks and Mount Barker. I think we might as well start with that one. Alessio, um, how's how, how's the mood in the camp after after a disappointing cup game? Uh, are you looking to, to bounce back with the boys?
2: Yeah, well, I definitely hope so. I mean, last year we stayed undefeated against the Hills clubs in both games, um, and we just yeah, we're still still a bit of wiggle room with the formation that we've been playing recently. And Hills also had a fairly big loss. Um, I think it might have been away though, so it might have helped him But otherwise, it's yeah, it's both clubs out of the cup now. They can focus on the league, and that's definitely one you want to get over anybody at the start of the season, uh, at least if you know people who were both of us were obviously bottom two last year. If you can get one at least over the play, the teams near you, then, then you just push up from there. Um, playing away as well, grass pitch, it's going to be definitely better on the feet for some of the players, especially compared from last Saturday, how hot it was. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm confident in a win. We played well there last season that was one of my first games for the club um and i think we had had the lead twice and they just snatched it away with a couple of set pieces but otherwise yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it i saw a couple pictures of their pitch as well it looks pretty good at the start of the season so yeah i'm definitely definitely keen for it i think david grant said he was going to come out as well uh talk to some of the hills locals so
0: are you willing to give a prediction for it? Not
2: another, another, uh, a numerical one, but definitely a, a win for Barker is all I'm saying. A couple of the other games as well. I had some predictions for them. I think Uni are going to get the win as well. Cove versus Norlanga. I think that one could be a, a real big uh, real big game between the two, one of the top sides and one of our uh, unanimous lower sides in Norlanger. Uh, I think that's going to be a, maybe a big win for Cove. Uh, Vista, I think you're going to get a win you are going to get a win in the other two games. I think it was Pontian was one of the other ones. I think that's going to be a draw. Um, I think Seaford might be the other one. I think it was going
0: to be a draw as well. Pontian versus Easton. I reckon Easton will get one up on that one. Antonis and Mark?
3: Yeah, I tend to agree. I would be backing Easton. But, yeah, it's very interesting, especially uh, with Pontian, new manager, experienced manager. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing how their season plays out but i reckon round one i will back eastern as well
1: yeah i'm agreeing there i think um i've got eastern to finish near the top i think now i'll get the, get the victory there so is um,
3: it Ponte versus... at home
2: or yes uh, again that could be a bit of a difference they they beat uni there last minute of the game on the weekend um and i think that might have been a unanimous win for uni we said in the last podcast so i think it could be interesting uh, especially i uh, Everybody's been saying how how quick their attack is and those wingers are. So I'd like to see how they do against a top team like Eastern.
0: Cove versus Norlanga. I'll go with Cove for that one. I think we all are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. Adelaide Uni versus Seaford. This for me is I quite an
1: interesting. Uni, game. Um, Uni obviously coming off a loss last week. Seaford with the win last week. So this is it's been quite an interesting one. I think Uni have probably got enough. Um, like I said I think. Seaford, without Brian, different aspects for them now, without their top goal scorer from last year. But I think uni's probably just got enough to get over the line. Yeah, I've gone uni as well. I'll go uni too.
0: Port Adelaide versus Mobbury Vista. Port Adelaide coming off a a very disappointing loss to Downs, whereas Mobbury Vista coming off a 12-0 win to court. So I think the spoils will go to Vista there.
3: Yeah, I'm backing Vista as well. I really rate the signing of Cooper Vegener from... um, mod Jets, so that's one for me to
1: definitely look forward to i reckon he's going to have a year and a half yeah that's a great pickup for vista and cooper i think we, we've seen him perform at npl level so i think we can continue that that those performances from nbo into the stately too he's really going to have a, a cracking season yeah i i'm struggling with this one uh, as you boys know former port player so i do have a soft spot for them um i'm going to sit on the fence with this one i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna pick the draw just uh I don't know if Port's got enough to, to win, especially with the, the, the signings Vista have
2: made, so I'll sit on the fence. Yeah, I've gone Vista. I think they've shown that they've been quite good last year, and even in their few games this year, I think they're going to get it done.
0: Up north, even more than I am, Northern Demons versus Gola. I reckon I reckon Gola will come out on top on this one.
1: It's a weekend full of derbies. It's their nearest derby, that one. <laughs> you boys laughing, but it is. It's the nearest <laughs> derby Gola Demons have got. Because um, the other derby they've got, which is called the Distance Derby. So when uh, when I was at Seaford, we named the derby between Seaford and Demons the Distance Derby because it's the, the furthest point for t- the two teams. There's no no one further. Uh, but I'll, uh, I- I'm will i going to have to go with the Demons on this one against Gawler.
3: Yeah, it's, you don't often call Gawler the southernmost side in the <laughs> matchup. That's <but, laughs> how yeah, so you get here. But yeah, I'm backing the home. side. So I reckon the Demons will be solid this year especially under a new coach i am backing uh, Northern Demons.
2: Yeah, I was going to I add this one down as a draw. I think Gauley did quite well in their previous, in their cup game, three now at home against Norlanga. I guess it's a lower side, but otherwise they, from all accounts, they look quite impressive. And I think it's, yeah, too tough a call for me. I'm going to
0: keep it as a draw. And then the big State League 2 headliner Hills Hawks at home to Mount Barker. I will go last.
1: <laughs> another derby for the weekend um i'm gonna just purely on form from the last season a uh, uh, barker got the two wins last year i think it was so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with barker on this one
3: i'm going to go mount barker with an alessio assist <laughs> no pressure man definitely <laughs> oh, I, hope, I hope it's
2: a goal even um especially the positions <laughs> that i'm getting in now but yeah i reckon it's going to be a win for the boys and it's going to be a as we said, we've got Cove in the second round, so it's very important to get points straight up here, uh, especially going back to like a tough team like Cove in the
0: next one. So far, I'm I'm one and one with my predictions for Mount Barker, so I reckon I'll go. I reckon you'll win this one at least, and we'll go two from two for my own Barker predictions. Uh, On to State League 1, all games being played on the Saturday at 3pm. Salisbury United, newly promoted versus Vipers. I reckon Salisbury United will definitely get the win. Say with Chess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm going to go with Salisbury as well. I really like the way Salisbury have gone about their signings. I really like the way that they're continuing from last last season. I think they had a great season, obviously, last year. uh, And they've strengthened in the right areas for them. I think like they brought in uh, Strain, who's a goal scorer. They brought in another keeper, so there's there's some competition there in, in between the sticks. Uh, they brought in a, another centre-back as well, which I think was needed. Uh, but then they've still got the likes of Mashi Oro, Machi, who's just one of the great centre-back, threat on corners. Um, and they've got Harrington still there, and they've also still got Taylor, the captain. So I think they've recruited well, um, and I think that will bode well for the whole season, but I'll certainly give them the win this week.
3: Mm -hmm. i agree mark it's just the club that is just quietly doing a lot of things right i agree and i've had a couple of former students that have signed up with salisbury that will be featuring so gotta go with them in the first week
2: yeah i agree so i got salisbury to win this one uh big win in the cup as well was seven i think and vipers i think they lost to stir two one so i think it's a lot of good form to bring into the game and yeah all that a lot of their new signings scoring straight away on their debut so be a good one for Salisbury at home as well. So, giving them the win
0: unanimously. Salisbury there, Western strikers also newly promoted against Fulham United at home to Fulham United. But I reckon they'll struggle in this first one and Fulham will get the win.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, we've been ranting and raving about Fulham all season. We they proved us right again. Yeah, I think everybody's <laughs> in the green by now, but yeah, they've they've proved us right in the cup as well. What a big win! Only thing might be a bit difficult. I don't know how many games they've played on grass so far this year. So to play at away at Western Strikers could be tough ground um, to go to. But it's probably almost a derby there as well, Mark. Don't you think? The West Side Derby.
1: Yeah, they're pretty close to each other. Uh, that's for sure. And the, the Strikers pitch is is in really good condition at the moment. So just played on that last last week, not the week before. Um, but yeah, the, the the pitch is in good condition. So I think it's it would be great. Great way for them to get onto grass quite early. But, um, yeah, Fulham, we did. We have ranted, actually, I should say, Alessio's ranted and raved about him. And, and I, I think he's convinced us. I think that's what it is. I think he he's the driving force behind the, con, the convincing there. But I have to say I'll go with Fulham in Sean
3: Yeah, Go to agree. I, I, again, I've liked a few of the stuff they've done. I really like a young player like Henry Filso, who couldn't get many minutes Adelaide City going and backing himself at... Um, State League 1 level, and I think it can be a big season for him as well, and yeah, backing them in Round 1 two.
2: Yeah, I think they had a player who might have a sister in the women's NPL, Wieturek. He scored 6 in the Cup last week, so he's maybe another one to look out for as well.
0: Also, on Saturday at 3, Adelaide Cobras versus Playford, a, a pretty even one, I think. I reckon I'll back the draw for this one. It's, it's pretty tight to call.
1: Yeah, very tight to call. I was thinking a draw as well, but yeah, very tight. I think Play for it will be without this to start with, I think. So that might might have an effect. Um, but, yeah, I think the draw is probably the way to go. I'm yep. back on
3: the home side, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get off the fence. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm back to, I've given the draw as well. Obviously, the defence is quite tight. They didn't let any in against Blue Eagles. Another promotion hopeful as well. So... I think it's gonna be quite a similar game, but I think they might get a goal looking at their lineup from the Cup where it's pretty similar to what they had last year. So yeah, and they've been promoting a couple of their new signings as well, a couple of the promoted lads from their reserves. So I think they're gonna do well this season and maybe start off with a draw away. It's always a tough place to go as well, Cobras.
0: Cumberland versus Sturt Sturt newly relegated Cumberland just missing out on the final last season, but I reckon Sturt will come out on top.
1: Yeah, this is another tough one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Sturt, I think. Uh, and it's a, and it'll be a very tight affair. I think it will be a lot closer than we anticipate or anyone anticipates, but I think um, I'm not going to sit on the fence, so I'll, I'll go with a, a Sturt win, uh, but it'll be a very tight,
3: very close win. So I'll go on the fence here, I reckon. Right. <laughs> I'm going to call the draw here, but yeah, um. Really looking forward to um, Zakari Abdullahi from Cumberland, young boy that they've signed, full of energy, lethal striker, won um, the African Cup with Somalia this year too. I reckon he's going to develop into a really handy player. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes this year. But yeah, from me. I'm
2: going with Sturt as well. Um, Obviously a former club of mine and a lot of former players that I've played with. And I think almost every time we played against or they played against Cumberland in the Cups, in the first few leagues in the state league they just seem to beat them every single time i don't know what what is the difference about that, that since that uh elimination final in 2019 at west beach since then i don't think they've lost to cumberland in any of the fixtures they've come up against them with so i'm definitely backing that a win for sturt and i hope their new striker brian gets on the score sheet like he did on a weekend in the cup so good way to mark a debut
0: And the final match for State League One in match week one is West Torrens-Bercala versus West Adelaide. Again, another pretty tough one to call, but I reckon that I'll go for West Adelaide.
1: Yeah, look, I'm going West Adelaide as well. Uh, And I think for me, I think West Adelaide, if if they can keep Jackson fit in goal, I think that will go a long way for their season. They missed him a lot last year in the NPL when, when he went down injured, and he missed a good portion of the season. Um that's why they had to bring in, they brought in uh, the reserve keeper, then they brought in Michael Gomez, funny enough, from the downs. Um, but I think if, they can, if he can stay fit uh, throughout the season, I think he can really help that side, so just settle the back line, really provide a pre- presence back there. Uh, and I think that will keep them in good stead for the rest of the season. So I'll back a, a West Adelaide win this week. Mm-hmm. Both Donald's
3: really, for me, because even Cooper going down was huge. For the midfield last year and i reckon he's going to be even bigger and better at this level um so yeah i'll back them and um the signing of Yanis Nestoras is big as well can be just someone that consistently scores for them um can be a solid season but yeah i'll back him to begin the season
2: i've sat on the fence for this one giving it a draw i uh, watched a lot of that end of their live stream against eastern and they look quite even for most parts of that game until they uh finished it in the end i think it was the 90th minute they got a uh sealer to make it 3-1. Um, there was a couple of scuffles and fights at the end there, but I think they're going to be a lot closer than much of us thought. I think, I don't know, if was it Mark who had them in the top contenders yep. for the league? Top three, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so did I. And I had Ricardo um, definitely in the six, and I think after that, I guess, shock for them to come out in the cup so soon. I think it wasn't too long ago they were in cup semifinals, cup quarterfinals, so uh, a bit of a shock for them, and I reckon they might bounce back and have a good performance against West Adelaide and hopefully get a draw, I reckon.
0: How exciting. Just to perform in on the NPO, yeah, how exciting about State League 1. All those games, pretty tough to call. And I think it shows how tight of a season it will probably be again as it was last year in, in State League 1.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, not we can get much tighter than that.
1: Yeah, and that's it. State League 1, it's it's one of those leagues It's once you get in, it's hard to stay in from mm-hmm. going up. And it's one of the hardest leagues to get out of when you drop into it. So it's it's one of those things. Everyone wants to get out, but it's so difficult to to get out. It's the same mentality with a championship in England,
3: but you've got like all the clubs there. But yeah, it, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the only way to describe it. it's a dogfight. That's what it is. And yeah. so many clubs are just so close together. And you saw just how close it was last year, within a week, like within a week, like half the competition could have finished in the top two. I think it was, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and I mean, you look at a victory, were top of the table. I think with a third of the way through the season or two quarters of the way, halfway through the season. And then they finished eighth or ninth and didn't even make finals. So it, it just shows you what can happen in that league. It's just so, so volatile in the fact that you could lose two games and you drop from almost top to out of the finals. And then, I mean, fortunately, there's normally with relegation in there, there's normally one team that's, that really does unfortunately struggle so it's normally one spot that's up for grabs to, to take for relegation. So, But it's just always so, oh, so tight, like I said. Once you get into it, it's hard to stay in. But if you drop into it, it's hard to get out.
2: I think we, we might have missed one that's on the Monday night Blue Eagles and Adelaide victory. It's yep. the last game in the State League one there. at uh, Marden, I didn't see until now. But I think that's going to be another tough clash. I think, I reckon, Blue Eagles are going to have a bit of a, uh, a fortress there at Marden this season. For some reason, it just strikes me as a place that... that so far, they're going to do well at, and it's going to be. They're going to get a lot of fans out there. uh Made some noise in that cup game that I saw from some of the videos in the stands. um Adelaide Victory. They also had a a win against a amateur tight side on the weekend, but their their coach actually got sent off. Rick Soracio, Adelaide Victory, and I looked at the dribble team sheet, and he got yellow cards within minutes. One in on the eighty fifth, one in on the 86th and he was off. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do without a coach. Um, at least for one game, I think it
1: will carry well, over. You know who steps in then. So, their assistant coach is Damien De Palmer, Great lad, good coach. I've known Dipper for a long time. Um, but Jim Sakinas is also assistant yes. coach at Victory. So, they've moved from West Dublin to Victory within a couple of weeks. So, I dare say it'll be uh, De Palma and, uh, and uh, Sakinas will step into that role. And, and you look at it and you go, well, Sakinas has been coaching MPL um and i said and damien has been involved with that club for quite a number of years was a reserves coach so he knows the boys really well so i don't think they're going to miss too much in that in that aspect on monday night and i just think I don't know some grounds
3: just have this weird energy about them some days of the week i reckon uh Martin on monday night is just a match made in heaven and i reckon they can't lose like that on the first day of the season on the monday night on the first week so I'll back them. I'll back the Blue
1: Eagles on a Monday night. It's their favourite time slot of this. Yeah, they, they've kind of stolen that from Adelaide City, I think. Adelaide City <laughs> used to build quite a number of years ago, and uh, and now they've made it their, their home on a Monday night. I remember playing, you saying how they don't lose on a Monday night, a season opener. I played in a season opener there on a Monday night, and we managed to, I was at Seaford, we managed, it was the year we went up, uh, so it would have been uh, 2018, and we managed to get away with the draw you go. <laughs> so unfortunately for victory though I don't see it happening. So I'm going with blue eagles.
0: <laughs> you really built that up with just a drop of them. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon yep. I'd agree with yeah blue eagles too. Um, so on to the MPL three days of football spread across the Friday, Saturday and Sunday. But we'll start with the season opener the most prominent Northern derby between Modbury and Para Hills at Smith Partner Stadium. Alessio, you and I will be on that one. And I think we're both pretty excited to see what comes out of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, both sides, uh, from what we saw last season, are just surprise packages. Uh, the players they've got and now the ones that they've signed as well, it's going to be fantastic to see what they can do. We we're talking in the previous uh, episode about Para Hills and who they've lost and who they've gained. I think it's going to be super interesting to see some of these uh, Burundi boys, some of the uh, new imports as well, see what they can do for Parry Hills. And of course, at uh, Modbury Jets, you've seen they've kept a lot of their players from last year. They, uh, so as you saw in that Eastern video, a couple of the friends of Francesco Schmitz here tipping in for a big season, being the McKay Boys as well. Um, it's going to be yeah, a very tight clash. I actually predict this one to be a draw, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I don't really get up to Modbury too much during the season, so it's going to be a good time to get there and hopefully starts off with a uh nail-biting encounter like the ones I have got up to therefore.
3: Yeah, I agree with a prediction of a draw. I reckon it's going to be a really hard-fought one. And like you said, a couple of those boys, like abu Hussein or like Avian Kurokumana, they've been given the platform to be stars because that's what Parry Hills needs to scrap to yeah. survive this season you know it's they're at this weird point parry hills that they're producing players but the players are producing a bit too good because then united comes in the swoops to get them um last couple of years with ryan white and riley stam so yeah it's left them in a tough situation but they've got players that i think if everything lined up like another solid season so it doesn't start bigger than this. So I reckon they'll be up for it. And I reckon they'll
1: give Modbury a fight. And I reckon it's going to be a draw. I've played in this game well in the past. Uh, I'm too old for now. But uh, look, as we were saying, Blue Eagles Monday night, Modbury Jets Friday night at Smith Partners. It's it's what used to be the way in football. We used, I used, to, as a kid, I used to go up to Modbury Jets ground on a Friday night. I used to watch the likes of Jason Trimboli, Matthew Milosevic. And that, that was a Friday night. You got that. And the place was packed. And that's what made Mowbray. And they're starting to bring that back. You know, they're playing the games on Friday night. And I think they need to do that more and more. Even in the middle of winter, play those games on Friday night. Use it to their advantage. Um, I think Mowbray will have probably just a little bit too much for Parahills in this one. I think Mowbray will get up with the home ground advantage. Um, the year experience in the MPL. So I'm going for a Mowbray win. But I think it will be a very tight game, very close game. And I think Theo's got the Parahills boys to a really good level. I think he's a great coach. So I think it's going to be uh, quite a tight affair, but I will go with Mobry. I think. Just being on a Friday night, back to their traditional Friday night home games, uh, I'm
0: just going to go with Mubry. I reckon it's tough, but I, I think I, w- I want to go high scoring. Um, but I think... I think oh, mm, I'm think i going to go high scoring draw. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go like a, a 3-3 or a 2-2, I reckon, to, to start off the NPL season uh moving on to the next day at the croatian sports center adelaide croatia raiders first game up in the npl for this season against croydon who according to johnny will finish top two this season (laughs) so i guess we'll find out what they're made of after this one um
3: with them i do tend to agree with johnny not to that extent but (laughs) i think if a few things go their way i reckon they can push for like Top four. Um, I think they've had a couple of injuries. I can't confirm it, but I reckon they've had a couple of injuries in the last friendly game, which do concern me. And I reckon, you know, Adelaide Croatia is one of those clubs that just run and thrive on passion. And they've been waiting for a couple of years to return to this spot. So I'm going to let their emotion get the better of me and I'm going to back them for a home win to begin with. But yeah, definitely not this guy in Croydon, who I reckon will be very, very good this year once it starts settling and clicking with each other. I really rate right what they've done.
1: Look, I'm going to go with Raiders. I can't not go with Raiders on this one, I think. Um, former club, great club. They've they've, they've barred their time in, in State League One. They got themselves out of it last year. And, and Blazek is doing a great job out there. Uh, and he really does work that passionate angle, which is brilliant, which is, which is what the Croatians are known for as well. Obviously, a lot of clubs are, but... they're they're a special breed at times we saw that in the final um so i really think that they're going to do well and i know they've brought some big names in and i'll let costa jump on uh, i'll let uh, alessio jump on something that he brought up earlier regarding that he posted it in our chat but um yeah look i think raiders will get up there
2: yeah i tend to agree on the prediction of the the score um i mean the the winner sorry uh with raiders winning at home there's such a fortress there at croatian sports center um, as we saw as well today, they announced their captains, uh, Anthony Costa, leading the line. But in this round one, uh, to my knowledge, I was talking to him today actually, it looks like he's going to be out, uh, injured with a groin injury for the first round and possibly some after. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do after. I think Manly Barnett is the first vice that they have on their listed. So otherwise, he was our tip, most of us, for the top scorer in the league. So you might have to wait a few games to uh, get his name on the tally. But I think they're going to be. Uh, Great package this year. Uh, Raiders, I had them in the top four as well. As we know, always happens. Promoted teams get into the finals. I think they're going to be the more likely out of the two that came up to get there. Uh, And you see what they've done with their signings as well. Poaching some of the best talent as well. Stefan Mateo played in an NPL final and he's already um, been scouted elsewhere. You've got some people like uh, Paul Radici who probably had not the best of his seasons last year had to go on loan to Blue Eagles at the end of the year to get some game time and scored some goals. Um, and otherwise, they've just picked up some talent that's been in the NPL season, professionals. And I think they've just got enough this year to make a real dent in this league.
0: Yeah, it's probably gone to my prediction. I put out a tweet during... as uh, It was never announced officially, but we saw Donatien Nihon Kuru and Alex mm-hmm. Katunis now playing for Central Coast, their academy side in the NPL, which I think is... Is, is great to see Defender, Gatunas and Neon Kuru, Neon Kuru sorry, uh, a great attacker from last year, lit up State League One. Uh, just great to see both of those two players getting those opportunities abroad. Not abroad, over, over the uh, interstate, sorry.
1: So we're not that far away. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're not joining um, Western Australia in this session. No,
1: exactly. <laughs> there, there's no water between us and them yet. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, just congratulations to them, and and obviously hope they they do very well. And, um, Neon and crew actually scored in his in his first game against Sydney United, where they had, uh, three red cards. I think it was towards the end of it, one for, for punches thrown. Yeah, so interesting. Um, But I reckon I'll go with with Croatia Raiders as well for that one. Then at 4pm, the big one at probably the biggest stadium NPL footballs have been played at in South Australia, Adelaide United Youth versus Campbelltown. Huge, 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 huge. I think Campbelltown will come on top though.
3: I'm agreeing with you, Seb. I'm going Campbelltown too. Um, Just because due to the uncertainty of the United side, Due to the possibility of someone being dropped in a team or a couple of people being dropped in that team that may not be match fit, they may not play a lot of games with their teammates. So, there's a lot of moving variables for this week for me. I do think it'll be a competitive game, I think it'll be a fun watch. Um, but yeah, I'm back in Campbelltown who just have quality everywhere, it seems, these days. So, their team's going to be really fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I tend to agree. I have Campbelltown um, as winners as well. Uh, I'd like to see what they do in that midfield, especially if they're missing two major players like Alex Mullen and Kristen mm-hmm. Um, But that attack is just too lethal for me. And I think, yeah, as, as Antonis was saying, the the players Adelaide United are going to play. We're not too sure yet. I think you know at least like who some of the fullbacks would be, some of the centre-backs, probably a couple of young players like uh, John Paul and Bembe. But other, other than that, it's just going to be a, a toss in the air to see who else plays. And I think Campbelltown have had that solidity playing uh, many preseason games, getting their minutes up I under know. Matriciani. I think they're going to be too too good at this point of the season uh, for most people that they come up against.
1: Yeah, look, the Adelaide United side is always an unknown, as you said, Antonis We just don't know what's going to what's going to happen with them. And I think I I actually want to give them some credit. I think the fact that yes, we don't know what they're going to have, we don't know what they're going to be, what players they're able to. Select from and things like that, and if players are going to come down from the A League, the likes of Sarg or uh, I know Duzel played against FK Beograd the other week, so there's players that have that have come back from injury or playing in there. So it'll be interesting to see what they are able to to put out on the park. But the way they're coached, it doesn't mm. matter who comes in; they all know their role. Ayrton goes through every step of their, their the way they play. Um, so it doesn't matter who comes in. They know their role. They know their job. They know how the, the game's played. They know what they're supposed to be doing individually and as a team. So I don't think it will be uh, a big difference between the two teams. We know Matriciani. Uh, I've seen him seen him coach. I actually, I've been lucky enough to work with both of them as coaches. Matriciani is very much the very much the same. He will all the players will know their job, their role. The team role, the individual role, so it'll be very much a tactical battle as well. Um, but I'm actually hoping for I'm going to actually sit on the fence but go for a three or two all draw. I'll be a good
3: um, platform for it, definitely.
2: <laughs> I'm hoping it'll be a good platform for the defenders, though. But <laughs>
3: that's the other thing to consider United for the first time, um, in a couple of years. They've got a keeper with minimal experience out there with, oh, I assume, Oscar Page we'll start with Ethan Cox needing to back up um, Delinov in the A-League and obviously Stephen Hall moving on. He had a tough day, um, a couple of tough days the last year when he had to be called up. He's a young goalkeeper. I remember our
0: first game we did together against when he played against Stuttgart. He didn't have uh, a too good of a game that game from yeah. memory.
3: So, um, yeah, but that's, I guess, the journey of the goalkeeper. It's a much different position, as Mark will tell you, <laughs> than all the others, and especially being like the professional sides academy goalkeeper you have to play a certain way that can play with your confidence so it's going to be a journey for him but yeah we're looking forward because he is a really good shot stopper and someone who when he's on can play really well with the ball at his feet so looking forward to another goalkeeper coming out of south
1: australia yeah i'm expecting big things from him Hmm. i've seen him in brief spurts last year so I'm, i'm quite excited to see what he can do as a, as a former keeper, it's always good to see these young keepers getting an opportunity, coming through the ranks wherever they are uh, and just performing. So, um, but yeah, like I said, uh, unfortunately, I'm just saying, look, I just want to see lots of goals. So I'm, I'm picking, like I said, a, a, it's going to be quite a high scoring draw for me. Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we'll go over at the same time to Adelaide City Park between Adelaide City and South Adelaide. And uh, you know what, I'll go South Adelaide for the for the possible upset. Why not?
2: It's funny you say that because I think it was last year how uh, yeah. Adelaide City struggled playing away there at um, at, at the Southern Sports Complex. And uh, I think it, it's possible that it could happen, especially if it's, I'm not sure if it's a night game or a normal 3 p.m. kickoff. Uh, 4
0: p.m. 4 p.m.
2: 4 p.m. I wish it was a Friday night as well. That's another uh, uh, local thing they do a lot there, South Adelaide home on a Friday night or a Saturday night even, and they get quite good crowds there as well. Now they're the only Southern team left in the NPL, they might get even more. But um, I was—I had, I had uh, predicted the, the expected City win, um, but as we know last year, you never know what can happen um, away there at South Adelaide. Maybe that's the, the toughest place to go in the NPL this year. Is it at mm-hmm. South
1: or City Park? Uh, city. city Park. Yeah, City. Oh, Sorry unless you're, you're gonna go
2: for adelaide city I'm for, yeah i'm still going for adelaide city oh. more now if you say that they <laughs> yeah. still i think they might have struggled against them both times i think south adelaide have put up such a good fight against adelaide city the last few years especially jj right out and some of those defenders giving them nightmares but maybe we could see where something can happen this day
3: yeah you know um i reckon i'm going to go at draw um, for a couple of reasons We've got, obviously, South Adelaide, who not only stayed up with Sturt going down, that helped them even more. Picked up a couple of very handy players there. But also, Adelaide City's form in the offseason has been a bit sketchy. I reckon they'll get it together, not from round one. So and you know Adelaide City regardless of how they're doing where they are on the table it's like you know a red flag to a ball with a lot of these sides because everyone's growing up knowing this is Adelaide City it doesn't matter who plays for them you you attack the shirt you don't attack the man so I reckon sides like South Adelaide really see it as a badge of honor downing a team like that regardless of where they're at when it comes to their form so that's something that you don't adapt to. You know, it's something that players that signed for Adelaide City have to realise after a while. So I'm going to go with a draw. I reckon um, Adelaide City will take a few weeks to get it together. I reckon they will.
1: But, yeah, I'll begin with a draw. I like the, the signings that South have made. If they can utilise those mm-hmm. signings and play, and play the football that includes those signings uh, and their capabilities, I think they could do some damage to a lot of teams. I mean, I've got them in that bottom group of, of teams but i know that that they've got a tough tough round one they've got a tough draw to start with but they'll want to take as many points as they can um it's on artificial they'll play they'll, they'll play on the grass at adelaide city so that could could be a bit of a factor but i just to be honest at the moment i look at adelaide city's back line and i worry about their back four. depending on, like if if it's the players i think i actually think the likes of alex jj could have some real. Uh, caused some real damage to that back four of Adelaide City, um, so I'm actually I'm actually going to go for a draw.
0: Very, very interesting for that one. I think uh, Adelaide Comets versus Adelaide Olympic at Service FM Stadium at 4:15 PM. Also on the Saturday, I reckon Comets will come out with the win here.
3: I'm um, going Comets here as well. It's just one of those games that you just don't know, really know what to expect from these two sides coming in, like. You can see them competing to fight for finals. Or you can see them struggling and everything in between. So I'm really looking. It's just seeing the season start and seeing them face off the each other. It's going to tell us a lot about where they sit. Um, I will go with comments. And the big reason is um, Roberto Fernandez, um, Garida that I mentioned before. I think he just strikes me as a player that will be hungry to announce himself right from round one. And I reckon this team has been more than happy to feed him. So, yeah, I'm backing a Comets win and a Guerrero goal.
2: Yeah, I would I would tend to agree as well. I think Comets going to have probably a similar season as they did last year. I think I had them in the six just about. Uh, they always seem to be in and around the mark. And I hope Garrido, um starts off his season well. I think my prediction last week was for a hat-trick in the cup. And I think we got more than a few of them. Um, but I think maybe this week I would agree with Antonis for a Garrido debut goal.
1: I like Olympic, again, I'll say that former my club. Um, I'm just not sure how well the, the players will gel this early. I mean, they've had a pre-season, obviously, but there's still a lot of work to be done uh, around the club, a lot of new players. So Comet's a very settled side. There's not a lot of change. There's a few players that have come in, but there's the core is still effectively the same. Uh, so you've still got the likes of Lacornio, you've got your Labasso, your Vaughan. Yeah. So you've got a core that's still, still there and Ajanto. Uh, so I, I just think that will have enough and I'm, I'm really excited about this Garrido uh, so I really want to see him uh, uh, how he performs and I think, like I said, they've been struggling for a goal scorer, so if he's going to score goals I'll tell you what, I, I think Comets could have a really good year. Uh, when I picked them, I think I had him in the top four or five um, but if, if he scores goals, then that that puts him right back up near the top uh, top sort of two, top three, So but I'll go with the Comets, Comets win.
0: On to Sunday for your afternoon football at Frank Mitchell Park, FK Belgrade versus Metro. Antonis, you will be there and on the mic. How much are you looking forward to this one? And what do you think? I think personally Metro will come out on top, but interested to hear your thoughts.
3: Yeah, look, I was there um, for FK Belgrade's last friend here and there was still no scaffold there. And I'm getting very nervous about where we'll be calling that game from. So um, I'm hearing that they are getting a permanent one. I do hope that's in place as we speak. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be a different one. But, yeah, look, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, Metro MetroStars. Obviously, when you lose two players like Temelkovsky, like Osno there's they're not easy to replace. But, you know, they've signed a few players and a couple from, uh, obviously, Stefan Tentari from Tasmania, young player, looking forward to seeing how he goes. But a couple of young players who have been more impact players in New South Wales, that's taking a punt on them. So they can really work out for you or they can be not what you expect. I still reckon Metro Stars will be around the mark. Belgrade is one of those sides that I'm like, you can just literally be anything, can not you? And yeah, I don't know what they'll deliver. I'd like to say they're going to give me some fight to begin with. And I'm leaning towards a draw, maybe because I wanted a bit of excitement in the first week. I do think like um, someone like Jason Konstantopoulos really stands out for me. He's still very young, but I think like the club will give him this platform to be their next star. We know they've had a few over the years and i do think he can be that next one for them um i'm hoping andoni naziopoulos is good to play don't want to see the captain miss the first match but speaking in his shoulders a lot better than the one he did last year so hopefully he does play some part on sunday it's his first npl game as captain so yeah it's gonna be a fun one and yeah
1: i'm gonna go a draw i'm not sure which way to go with this one um I like what I've been hearing about FK Grad and some of their signings. Obviously, uh, I've got a, a connection there that's able to provide me with some in-house details, which is always nice. Um, but um, I, I do like the way they're, they're shaping up. They've got some great signings. And obviously, they've signed the likes of Trimboli as well, who adds another dynamic and another element to the way they play. Uh, Constan, I, I really like the Constan boys and the way they play. I know Campbelltown are going to be missing missing there, constant, but uh, I think Jason's uh, quite a good player. So if, if they can provide that platform, then, yeah, I think Antonis is right. He could really become a, uh, the next big player for them. Uh, I like their, they've got some really good goalkeepers as well. They've got two keepers fighting for a number one spot, three keepers fighting for a one spot, yeah. which is only good for the keeper ranks. That's excellent because they're not relying on one. They've got Kavanaugh, they've got and they've got Jan Jokic. So uh, really, really good options there. Uh, so I'm actually quite looking forward to it, and I think you know what I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go a grad win just to, as a bit of an upset, to just a surprise for you, because I don't think people are going to expect too much from them, and I think they just might have enough. And I, and I think the other thing is if they can provide Shira with the with the chances, he will score. He's a great finisher, um, and I I, th- I don't know if he'll have enough to get Golden Boot, but if they can give him the opportunity and get him in the right spots to score he'll take one of two chances so i'm going to go with an upset and i'm going to actually go with being just as a pure surprise package
2: mm-hmm.
3: and i do think trimbole as well from the games i've seen in pre-season he's really taking on that i guess obviously come from Campbelltown and not playing as much as he would have thought he's really taking that on as being that leader that experienced player that needs to be provided for them in the final third.
2: Yeah, I actually had this game down as the Metro Stars win myself. Uh, it was pretty surprising. I think it was the last trial game they had with uh, um, Beergrad had against United. I was very surprised with a, such a commanding win there. Uh, I think it was 3-0 in the end. Uh, so maybe they got a bit more to show you than what a couple of us had them in the predictions uh, with. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a tight game as well. That pitch looks in decent condition for the time of the year as well. Um, and it's gonna be yeah, super interesting to see all these debuts for Metro stars for the new signings.
0: Well, that's all fixtures from the men's leagues that will be happening this weekend. We're all very, very excited to be back. All the players, I'm sure, are very excited to be back. Of course, calling games across the weekend. Um, I guess just as a as a final thing, not necessarily what game you excited to, to commentate, but what game are you most excited for in general? My pick is, I guess, is probably. United versus Campbelltown, just for the pure spectacle of it as well?
1: Yeah, I think being at Highmark, sorry, Coopers, it's still Highmarked to me, but uh, being (laughs) at Coopers, they're not paying us. (laughs) It's always a draw card. Um, Yeah, it's always a draw card, obviously, to play a league game there, and especially being a curtain raiser, um, from a comms point of view, I'm hoping that that Paramount send their big boys and uh, they actually send them to the stadium. But overall, actually, there's not one game for me that goes actually like all of them for me this weekend are exciting. You've got the Derby, like who's Mobry back in the NPL for me? Brilliant, love it. You've got FKB Grad who probably underperformed last year, coming up against Metro who were unlucky not to make finals and who were the best team across the league. So there's just, I think all the games are really exciting this weekend. I'm not, I'm not saying oh, there's going to be one bad game. I think we've all got something on, and I, I just yeah, really excited for this weekend.
3: Yeah, and look, it's. In, it's not like, for example, with the A-League, where you see a lot and you hear a lot, but you see it as well. In these leagues, you hear a lot, but you don't always see it. So round one's always the opportunity to see everything and say, all right, I can make my own judgments now. So there's always a lot to figure out for yourself in the first week, which makes it even more interesting. I am really looking forward though, to the Hindmarsh game um, with <laughs> United and Campbelltown especially for the reason that you know since we no longer have the grand finals at high and marsh it's actually a really cool opportunity for a lot of these young players to play at high and marsh. you don't get it much anymore and especially you mentioned how cam without missing a couple of its experienced players well what a great opportunity for some of these young boys that would have been playing reserves and stuff like that last year to play on the big stage before the A-League game so really excited for that because it's something we used to take for granted and it's something now that is a really treasured opportunity that not many will be getting in the coming years if we continue with Grand Finals our Service of him
2: Yeah, I think all in agreeance, that big game between those two is going to be the highlight of the week. I'd like to see as well what some of these young uh, LA United do, players can adapt to. There's such a big pitch as well. I know they've played a lot of their home games previously. Service of him's quite large. Martin sports complex is quite large, but just the the sheer atmosphere and the stands being that tall either side of you is just uh, a different spectacle altogether. and then i know campbelltown in the the 3 pit they had all those great performances at high marsh uh, in those years and they really dominated i remember i think it was maybe the 2019 title win i just remember that midfield of campbelltown with pissionary mullen and they were just all over the pitch the other teams never had a chance against them the way they dominated that pitch so if it's more of that then it's going to be a great game to watch for both of the Reds.
3: Someone should tell Campbelltown to play in the comments this weekend and I reckon they're going to absolutely steamroll <laughs> if history is anything to go by. They love a good win at
0: High March. We all absolutely cannot wait for the for the first round of the men's MPL and State League 1 and State League 2 this weekend. Of course, all games available now to watch on YouTube at FSA Leagues. Um, and just before we go, also a big shout-out, if you want more football content as well, the local game hosted by our very own Johnny Kecko starts this week, so make sure you watch that on YouTube and Channel 44. I'm sure yep. we'll be, knowing, no, knowing Johnny, it'll be filled with fun and puns.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, it airs on YouTube on Thursday night if uh, if you're interested at about 6-ish, So you, especially for those players that are training, they can come in and watch it straight after and then it airs on uh, Channel 44 on Friday, I think it's 6 o'clock on Friday, and it then replayed over on a, it's got replay on a Saturday and a Sunday as well, so uh, I was lucky enough to be on his first show, so I was lucky enough to co-host with him for his first show, so look out for it and uh, have a good laugh, and we have the, the one and only Nat Harrison, or for some of those older guys that listen to this, Nat Adamopoulos, who, massive massive shout-out, she used to do filmed all the, her own games she used to put the show together full-on football and she used to do all herself um and she was on the show as well and she's also another shout out to it to johnny there it's, it, he had her on a, on his podcast kicking Out local podcast as well which would be a, an amazing listen um so I highly recommend listening to that one when it comes out she's got some great stories mm-hmm. and the weekly thing as well week after week after week make sure you
3: keep tuning in it takes a lot of Time and effort, I'm sure we can all agree to put the things we put together. And you know, getting people to get around it only encourages more of it. So, if you see it, get around it, share it. If you enjoy it, make sure you let him know. Make sure you let everyone know. That's it, and that's this podcast as well, Antonis. Yeah, that's it. With everything, you know, get around things you enjoy,
0: don't only get around
3: the negatives, get around the stuff
0: you love. Absolutely, plenty of content, plenty of things to watch and listen to surrounding even just South Australian football in general, in general, a very, very exciting season to come ahead. Um, that's pretty much all from us for this week, boys. Thank you, Alessio, Mark and Antonis, for joining me. It was a pleasure to have you all. Um, and I'm sure we'll be very excited to come back next Wednesday to preview more and review the fixtures from this weekend coming as well.
3: Well, good. Happy birthday, Sam. It's
1: a
0: big 18. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Welcome, welcome <laughs> to uh, Adolf, <adult, laughs> mate. That means you get your license and start driving yourself to games now?
0: <laughs> oh, I have I have my L's. I have my L's. Just just takes time. <laughs>
1: that's why that's why Matt left. He's
0: like, my job here's done. This is adult now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you guys for joining me and we'll make sure to see you all next week for another episode of One Game at a Time.